0: Victor Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the
1: house. And I'm Dr.
2: Moore. I got something to say, and I'm taking it to the house. I'm C Victor urban Jr., the fan, and I'm taking it to the house.
0: Fellas, 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 it's been a great week. It, it's amazing how fast time actually flies. And this weekend was incredible. Uh, Again, we talked about last week before we got off the air. Sports coming out every orifice, everywhere. But before we get to what's the most exciting piece, which is the NBA, fantastic playoffs, something popped up this weekend. No idea was not tracking the USFL. Now, I've seen over the last 20 years, these spring football leagues come on board, only to fizzle out. It's hard for me getting into this football. Hard for some reason, psychologically, I'm about August to February, and then I turn to all my attention to NBA and baseball. So I heard that the USFL is long thinking, is this 1983 or is it 2022? What's going on? Here? So, what do y'all think about this? That can you tell me from historical purpose or presence what about the USFL and what that's all about?
2: Hey. Okay. Uh, First of all, uh, this is an exciting time for for fans. Man, I I am just thrilled that all the seasons are sort of merging in together. We tried to transition out of the NFL, but transition right into the USFL. Just let me give you all just a little bit of uh, a background on that, a little historical perspective on that. In the 1980s, at the beginning of the 1980 season, there was a big debate as to whether or not the Raiders would leave Oakland and move to Los Angeles. And that being said, by 1982, the NFL goes on a strike and for eight weeks, and the season ended up being shortened to nine regular season games. So by the time this 1983 season comes around, folk are really upset at the NFL, particularly fans, we were just living in that our football season was cut short. Strike. If you're going to do all these arbitration agreements, you're going to all of that. Do it during the offseason. Don't cheat us out of quality NFL football. Now, with that being said, so by 1983, you had a, a disenchanted uh, sports population. The fans were just upset. And the USFL, Hank Stram, you all remember Hank Stram? Used to be part of the Dallas Cowboys. Well, uh, he had been ousted uh, when Jimmy Jones took over ownership. So, what eventually happens is he is one of the one of the big persons uh, involved in this USFL, United States Football League. And the United States Football League comes at a good time, because like I said, fans were just upset with the NFL, and I was one of them. So, I wanted to see football but I wanted to see quality football. So the USFL comes into inception, about 20 players. This is in the mid uh, 1980s, 1983, 1984. And uh, we had about, oh, I would say 20 uh, players from the USFL that would actually go to the NFL and become actual superstars. Steve Young uh, played for the LA Express. Uh, He became, of course, a dynamic quarterback for the uh, San Francisco 49ers after the Joe Montana era. And then, of course, everyone is familiar with Herschel Walker, a great running back, who um, for three years, he played between 1984 and 1987 with the New Jersey Generals. And he amassed over 5,625 yards. Uh, highly credible, highly credible stats. And then of course he entered into the NFL after the 1987 season in the USFL. And he bought he and Steve Young and the other players bought some credibility to the league. However, that league was not sponsored by the NFL. And one of the problems was is that the NFL is like any other sports, uh Monopoly. I would call it a monopoly because there's no no other league that can contend with the NFL. And the USFL in its infancy actually never really, really, really grabbed hold. But USFL 2.0 that, that began actually uh, formulating last year, uh, I think that because it has NFL backing and it has uh, some incentives, uh, not not comparable to the NFL. Those players are making four two hundred dollars um, a week. They play ten games, so that's about four forty forty thousand dollars, let's say. And then if they go to the championship, each player will get ten thousand dollars. Now that that's those are crumbs compared to what the guys are making minimum salaries in the NFL. However, this is a gateway. It is a gateway to the NFL, and I think from the standpoint of being a football fan as opposed to being a football fan slash purist, the purist is going to watch the NFL. There's no substitute for the purist. Uh, me, I'm the ultimate fan, and I'm going to watch the USFL. Go Birmingham Stallions. Go New Jersey Generals. Make the mark. And this would be a great alternative because I suffer from withdrawal when the NFL Super Bowl is played. And I have to go all the way to July the Hall of Fame. Day. So I welcome the USFL. And I, I, I would say at least watch one or two games. As a matter of fact, they're using this as a test to look at some of the new technologies they're using. It's, it's, a, it's a whole new way to listen to and to watch a football game. You could actually hear the, the play on the field, the hits, you can hear the chatter in the huddle. You can hear the conversations between uh, the, the play caller and the quarterback. I mean, it's it's very dynamic, very interesting. Oh, by the way, two notables uh, that are playing in the league, uh, Johnny Manziel and um, Terrell Owens at 48 years old. He's trying to make a, a comeback. But uh, let's just say after this season, he'll be lucky if he'll be able to walk. Go ahead on and gracefully. Ease on into your 50s and get your big screen TV, sit there and get your popcorn and enjoy the rest of the NFL. That's for you, Terrell. Love you, man.
0: Solid, solid, solid. So, Uncle, I mean, are you are you there? Are you in it? I mean, again, I it's hard for me to psychologically switch to a string football. I can barely watch spring training camp. Right? It's just not the same, man. And, you know, again, I, it's hard for me to find out who the players are, what good teams, what organizations. By the time you start trying to get time, they, it's debunked. Uh, then they got the drama. You know, sometimes they're not even paying coaches. And I just feel like it's B-rated B rated football. So I, I, I saved my time. So, what, I mean, are you into it? Can you get into it?
1: Into what? What's the question? USF? No, I'm not into it. That's the answer. No, I'm not into it. I'm not even a purist. So for me, basketball, excuse me, football was my game. That's what I grew up wanting to play. Had a a, a goal, like most kids, to be a football player or a professional ball player. Football was gonna be the game. But I wouldn't call myself a purist. I'm just traditional. You know, what happens in the spring? what's track, field, basketball, you know, maybe some water polo, stuff like that. What happens in the fall is football. So a paradigm shift would have to happen within me to even turn my my mind into the football. But as i got older, it's basketball. And what's happening right now, it's the basketball, it's the playoffs, and it's, and it's popping. So it's not fair to the USFL or the XFL or whatever football league is going on right now i wish them nothing but success but for me it's very difficult to turn my my attention away from the nba playoffs right now and guess what baseball in the spring what's that hot dogs and and vince scully and oh the dodgers Come on. who's gonna draw me you have to be very good at your craft this football in the spring for me to turn my attention from the two sports that I have traditionally come to love, which is baseball in the spring and the playoffs in the spring. So no, I'm not tuned in to the USFL.
0: Hey, hey, that sounds good. I mean, hey, I, I like you. I have sports ADHD. It has to be something very exciting to keep my attention. And in the springtime, what got my attention is NBA and major league ball, even major league baseball with a strike short season, even a Major League Baseball threatened by lockouts. I will still watch that before I watch some spring football because it's B-rated. I just can't do it until they show me something <laughs> worth taking my attention. Plugged into a seven-game series in April of a <laughs> basketball matchup. Bruh, it ain't happening. Speaking of basketball, since I never gave the time spring football. USFL is here. Those of you all who want that fix, you got an opportunity. Tune in. Those of you all who are in the NFL, the draft is at the end of the month. Tune in. But right now, on my show, on this show, we're about to get into some real basketball talk. Oh, um, talk to me, baby. Hey, I told you all. I did say it. You can check marks. You can check it all. Steve, run the tape. I I called Duns will make it, and we're presenting the Western Conference. So, wrong we're not prognosticating we a fan like you are and i'm new nu- i'm using my eyeball test and i'm telling you right now gold state warriors all the way in fact i even said uh, milwaukee bucks was going to win scratch that yes call me a weather fan call me eyeball tester gold state wins the national uh the nba championship call- Right here. Steve, every week just put that little ticker tape at the bottom of the screen. I'm telling y'all right now, put my name on it. In fact, win bet. I put my name on it. Plus 900 odds. Done deal. Look, Gold State is the real deal. Do y'all forget? Did y'all forget after KD left that season or that, that particular series in the championship game? That's where Klay Thompson got hurt. His ACL. That was the team that was on the on the precipice of that dynasty. That summer, KD opts out. He don't want to play with a real champion anymore. He's going to try his own little thing out there in New York. Clay could not come back that season. He got hurt again. That's two years. During that time, that's when the Suns were able to elevate. Oh, by the way, we had the bubble. That's when the Lakers went ahead and won their little championship. I'm going to call Little right now because they, they had nothing for me at this time. So let's just rewind those three years. Gold State was at the top. They were at the top of the food team. So now they're back and they're healthy. Clay, Steph, Draymond Green, and they want their Western Conference title back. They want the NBA championship back. Because since they left, the Lakers had a chance to beat a new team and they, and they drove that push off the clip, Milwaukee, they had their chance. They won. Okay, and now go State says, you know what? <laughs> Y'all forgot who we were. Y'all forgot who we were. How dare you think the Suns are going to come up into my house and take my championship mantle a la Chicago Bulls when Jordan took his two-year hiatus and Houston Rockets snuck in there to get two championships. I'm telling you right now, Golden State's the real deal. Um. Talk to me, baby. Basketball is your stuff. What you looking like in the Western Conference Finals
1: or Western Conference in general? So in the green room, just before we started, we were talking about Golden State. Are they hitting their stride? They are hitting their stride right on time. You talked about Clay Thompson's injury. You didn't mention Draymond Green. You didn't mention Steph Curry, who missed, who missed significant games in time this season. So they are gelling coming together at the right time. Injuries are a, a part of the game, right? And so um, I, I like your take. I like the Doves. That is my, that's my second piece right there. When it's not the Lakers, it's the Doves. Here's my hesitation. It's the, 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 the they know how to play, but will their body hold up? So um, Steph, that those ankles are still weak. Draymond he's prone to get in uh, technical issues or referee issues arguments, and they're not big they're just not big so if that three ball is not problem for them they're susceptible and so they don't have an inside presence to speak of when they were dominant when they were good don't forget Andrew Bogut was in the center and he was the facilitator and he was seven feet tall and he could discourage Lane runs, okay. So let's not forget that during their heyday, and they don't have that right now. Kevin Looney, Looney is not that guy, and nobody's afraid to drive on him. So they're still going to have some questions on defense, but I do like the doves and I like the melding and coming coming together right now, at the right time. At the same time, you mentioned the Suns last night. Devin Booker, hamstring Uh oh. Uh oh. It, and they're gonna an power to keep up with the dubs because the dubs got you said the splash brothers plus one now because you got Jordan Poole. Wow, the boy is dynamic. What he can do on the dribble on the and shoot off the dribble on the oh my goodness, So I like the dubs, especially that we know that Phoenix is susceptible. And if it wasn't if it wasn't uh Booker. It was a matter of Chris Paul. When was he going to come on lane? So, again, I started out saying injuries are a part of the game. Okay, Everybody has them. Who's playing the best ball at the right time? And that is yet to be seen when Phoenix and the Doves play against one another. And I have to go against you if all, both teams are healthy. I'm still sticking with the Suns, who I still think is going to represent the West. That's where I'm going to go against you in. But... Uh, to Vic the fan, I never. you gotta take brother. Holler at me. What you got, brother? Well, I'm I'm
2: I all I can say is is that this NF this NBA postseason thus far has been extremely exciting and it is a fan's dream. I mean there's some great games, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, but I but I saw something uh last night when I was watching Phoenix. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if they are playing tired. Playing tired. I mean, they didn't look as invigorated as the Pelicans. The Pelicans were running, running, and running. And Ingram just had an incredible night. This guy was off the chain. But I will say this: Let's not, let's not give Phoenix a whole lot of credit right now you get devin booker back now we can talk but right now a young hungry team is capable of knocking those guys off and the other thing about it from a fan standpoint how much are we going to get if you're a phoenix fan how much are you going to get out of chris paul you know um i'm i'm i'm, I'm this kind of fan i love to see great great athletes Play until they can't play no more. But sometimes I think they stay one season or one fight too long. We saw it with Muhammad Ali. We saw it with all of the greats. They tend to stay one season too long. And I'm wondering if Chris Paul has not played his best season. And my whole whole thing is his durability is questionable to me. So I wouldn't right up front give Phoenix... a a sure thing as far as representing the west i have to go with the warriors i believe uh as dr t said they hit that stride and man they are exciting to watch and i'll watch them over and over and over again in fact move over terrell owens and get my popcorn ready I want another bag of popcorn. I want to sit right next to you because that's where you need to be at 48 years old trying to play some football. So what I like to do is to break those young kids down and say, look, we're not worried about the pros. We can't control that. Let's make you the best student-athlete you can be. And I use this phrase, let's get your house in order. Let's build it. And once you get to the point where now you've got a presentation, now you, as you develop and grow, will be able to command the attention you need to be entertained for, for that level. But I said, most athletes, we knock that out of the box right yeah. away. We don't
1: even focus on it. The seasons have gone, the adults are getting older. So, who else is coming up? Memphis. It's a three-team race. No, you can't say that because when you say race, it's very competitive. And one could beat two, two could beat three. I think the Dubs and the Suns are like 1A, 1B. I put the Suns ahead of them because of that hunger. And corporate knowledge with the Dubs, that will be very competitive. But don't forget about Memphis and John Morant. My goodness, put a Mm. 20-piece on the boys last night from Minnesota, Okay. So, and they still need some seasoning. They still need some seasoning. But any one of those three will represent the, the West very well. But I think uh, uh, I don't think Memphis is quite in season yet. And there will be if they make it that far, they're headed the schedule, if you ask me. And they have a whole lot to overcome when you have the Dubs and when you have the sons. So, so just sticking to the West, man, I think we have some good basketball and a whole lot of basketball left. You're talking about. The Pelicans hungry? No, the Pelicans have nothing to lose against the Suns. Okay, they're playing with house money, and when you lose your star, it's going to take the air out of, out of your. You know, it's going to take the air out of the arena. So, an anomaly last night. I don't care how good Ingram is, he has to win every night for them to win. Okay, so don't be surprised. And Maybe the the Pelicans can win one more game, but it's going to be a gentleman's sweep. That's what i that's what I say with that game. I'm sorry but, but but do you guys do you guys
2: think since we're talking about the pelicans I as a fan i'm I, honestly i I can't say too much because he hasn't done anything for me to comment about other than the fact that take up a lot of bench space because he's such a big guy, but other than that, he hasn't produced anything to give me any kind of inclination. That he and Ingram, those guys jail and build a team around him. I don't see that happening, What do you all think? I, I just I think he's a right now to me he a he's a bust, big disappointment. Well they're saying
0: they are who, considering who are we about if he again? comes Zion Zion. Uh okay. Yeah, there there's reports that little grumblings. That they think that he may be able to come back, maybe in game four or five. But to your point, uh, Dad, is he ready to come back? Can the team even gel with that? you already integrating C.J. McCollum, and he's looking great. Him and Brandon Ingram are starting to you know, create some level of synergy. So now you bring in Zion. Yeah, great. Good big body in the middle. He go, what, is he going to go up against Aiton? But is his foot durable enough? Has it been tested? Why test that project in the playoffs? Why test that project now when you kind of have big sons on the road? I'm not going to get, like, one thing is for certain, death, taxes, and CP3 getting hurt. And so, yeah, Devin Booker is an anomaly. We still have two or three more. Why do 3 do CP3 does? I agree. He's, he's at this stage where he's fragile. When is it going to happen? Because the Pelicans are playing with house money, they should be all in. And I would love to see stretch this out. Again, I'm already picking the dubs to go. But they're going back home. Okay. If anything, we learned about playoff basketball. The team just has to win one game. The opponent's. And they did that. They went to town. And they won. Uh, now they go back to New Orleans. Does that change the environment? Does that create another level of confidence for a young team that has already showing that, hey, we beat the Lakers. They competed in the playoff, the play-in game. So they are riding with some level of confidence, and you still have a veteran leader, DJ McCollum. He is now able to say, I'm going to put this team on my back like Damian Lillard put the team on his back. So to know that you now have the focus of the NBA fans and the NBA athletes like the LeBrons and everyone saying, wow, I'm not even number eight seed. He should have this opportunity to rise his stock up as well. So I would not automatically say this could be a gentleman's suite because I love to watch CD McCullough's leadership uh take over and also show Zion. You want to be part of this team? Hey, young buck, you need you need to pay, you need to pay some dividends this offseason. This you were drafted to be the face of the franchise, but partner, I'm here now. Brandon Ingram and I could be the face, and you can be our yeah. number three. And so that's how. This could shift from a cultural standpoint, but I really like what they're doing on there. Uh, again, that team is playing with house money, and that was very deflating to watch a Devin Booker score 31 points first half, and now you're sitting. That has some impact on that team that uh, that has to still prove themselves through this first round. My, my
1: response to Zion is he reminds me of uh... – baker mayfield in this aspect given much early when given much early we have an expectation and they haven't met it yet to me these young cats are more uh concerned about their brand and their marketing than they are with what's going on in their respective field of craft. and so i'm not going to call them a bust yet but i want to know where is what does he love does he love the game and clearly with him sideline he is not putting his stand on it and saying i want in he, i'm not hearing those things I'm hearing more scuttle but I don't hear him saying i want in they won't let me in i need to hear that i need to know that you want to get on the court i need to know that you want to get on the field i need to know that you want to play for this team and then as a as a as a teammate i'm talking about the pelicans in particular i don't want Zion back. I don't. I don't. Because to, to to Vic's point, you are a distraction. We have other things going on. and We don't have time to assimilate you as we're trying to figure this whole thing out with CJ. So, no, Zion, matter of fact, don't even show up. You stay home. I don't need you on the sideline. I don't need the camera panning on you. And we're she- showing highlight dunks. I don't need that. I need everybody 1 to 15 to include the coach, body. Zion. Everybody's coming
0: together. That's what I would want from Zion. Hey, I'm let well, you on that. I mean, we I played an 82 game, and now you can sit up here and play? Nah, bro. Sit down on the bench. Watch like you watch
2: the rest of the season. Real players playing now. See you next. Agree. Well, just like like I was about to say, you know, uh, when I was coming up, one of my favorite cartoons was Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know why I called Casper the Friendly Ghost? You couldn't see. Him. You know what, Zion? Go watch some cartoons. And why? Why you doing that? Just, just do this for me. Don't consider yourself a marquee NBA basketball player yet. Show me something. As a fan, I, if I'm if I am a Pelican fan, I feel like I got robbed. I bought season's tickets because I believe that you are going to be that pivotal piece for us to make it to the next level. But instead, all you do is sit on the end of the bench and grin and grin and grin. Ain't nothing funny about me spending money on season tickets and you're not playing. Now grin about that.
0: Fellas, let's transition to the East Conference. We can spend all day on the West because the West Coast is the best coast and the fresh coast. However, Easter Conference, we have great series happening over there. Who in particular that I want to highlight? Nets and Celtics, 76ers and Raps. We can talk about Miami and Atlanta. Uh, and then there's the, the the blowout game of the week, which will be Chicago and Milwaukee. But fellas, Nets versus Celtics. What do you think about that? We got Kyrie come back to Boston. There's already fan interaction going on there. A lot of storylines.
1: Hey, um, what do you think about that? Yeah. So the game is playing. Game two of their series is playing right now. We got the the Brooklyn 33 to 24 over, and they're on the road in Boston right now. This series. For those who didn't see the first game, it came down to two seconds and a last-second play. Tatum laid it up. And so what that tells me is this can go either way. And I will go back to what I said. I think the Celtics are the better team, but you got Kyrie and KD. God, dog, they're going they to play so well and team support. Steve Nash is not a good coach right now. I don't know that he knows how to coach. He has some veterans on his bench, but I really think it comes down to coaching and being uh, in game adjustments. But to the series, to your question, this can go seven games easily. And New Jersey's my dark horse. I'm going to leave it with that. New Jersey's my dark horse. But if they come down, South look strong. Still said uh, the Bucks represent the East. Still, nothing's going to stop me. The Bucks are still visiting the East. Mm, mm, mm.
0: Wow! So you're saying you can see that as the Easter Conference game, the Bucks and Nets. And did you just go old school and call them New Jersey? I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> That's some classic and, stuff. And, and That's y'all stuff forget to find that Genesis. <laughs> Before they different than anybody, they're the Jersey Nets. Stay <laughs> tuned. We know who you are. I
2: don't care how you want to dress yourself up. You still New Jersey with
1: kid. I don't care who you are. In my world It's still you. Still New Jersey. It's still. A, it's still the San Diego Chargers too. Damn it! They no Clippers back to San Diego. I'm sorry. That's my call. Brooklyn in
2: the house. I love, <laughs> I, as a fan and being old school, I love big man play. I like big man basketball. And, man, to see those boys like Embiid and, and Giannis, man, those guys are banging down in there. And they have, they have game. They have multiple levels of game. And nothing is more gratifying to me than to see big men that can do it all. And now, I'm not too keen on big men, seven-footers, you know, taking three-pointers. I like to see them down underneath that basket get nasty. I just love to see nasty big guys. Uh, I like Wilk Chamberlain and Bill Russell, that kind of stuff. But it's a new era. Um, I'm excited about the NBA East. Um, I, I, it's, it's some exciting players over there. And... Again, I'm gonna have to get on the Milwaukee bandwagon. I just think they have the horses, and I think they can pull and they can pull as much as they need to pull, to pull over the line. Now let's I I, I didn't say they were gonna win all of it, but I tell you what, I would love to see, even more so, than a Phoenix opposed. I would love to see the Warriors and the Bucks go at it for all the marbles. That would be a fan's dream. <laughs> That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. I
0: mean, is Draymond Green getting ahead of Giannis? I mean, he's that nuisance. He's that continual nuisance. And then you got, what, that guard played Drew Holiday and Steph or Clay and Middleton. I mean, big three versus big three would be great. But then you know, if you do go for the rematch of last year, is Aiden a much more mature big man? Get to your point of the big man play, Aiden down in the in the in the paint along with Giannis. I mean, there's a lot of good storylines, but I really would love to see Golden State versus Milwaukee. One because the championship, the Western Conference championship, still belongs to me in my mind. Still belongs to Golden State. They have not properly lost it. Kind of like Joe used to say, he wished wished that he had a team where he actually lost or had that battle to say, okay, look, I'm no longer the Bulls, no longer the champion. It was management that tore that team apart, not that they lost it on the court. I look at Golden State the same way. Western Conference still belongs to Golden State, the healthy Golden State. Let them lose it officially in a Western Conference final game to say, okay, the torch has been passed. We saw they outlasted Houston Rockets. Houston remolded, rebuilt, tore down. They tried every experiment until they just could not compete with Golden State. So, to me, at Golden State represent the Western Conference against Milwaukee, who are the defending champs, to say, "Okay, I want my title back." That goes back to like some old school, uh, you know, uh, heavyweight boxing back in the '70s with the Muhammad Ali's, the George uh, George Foremans, the. You know, Frazier's, all those guys battling and losing the championship here. They had to go through a couple more people to get their title back. That's how I kind of look at that. But Easter Conference play definitely is exciting. Uh, I'm still in the air of the Nets and Celtics. Who do I think will win? I'm a Laker fan, so I really don't want to go for the Celtics. But then I'm not a Kyrie fan, even though I respect this game, because I think that, you know, he kind of cheated his way through the season. and. You know, you 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 hold strong stance of you know vaccination, no vaccination, uh, some some controversial statements, and I really don't like how they try to constr- how they try to build their team for you know fall uh, to an eight seed. And of course, it was supposed to be the Lakers versus the Nets. That was that's what it was always supposed to be about. So the Lakers fell out. I really don't want the Nets to be there. And go for the Celtics that, you know it's kind of i'm, I'm kind of torn so but again my my other focus definitely is on the 76ers game not that the Raptors are going to be that competitive with their injuries but just to dwell indeed and watch james Harden, how he starts trying to come into his own uh and can doc Rivers uh, deliver so I'm really excited about that series as well but fellas
2: well i we could do this all day what I just want to out. make one more comment. Nobody said anything at all about Jimmy Butler and Miami. How do we not talk about Miami? I think Miami comes to the table with something, fellas. But I, I guess Y'all don't what
0: like is, there's, there's I, I do like them. My issue is Easter Conference right now, the only – the two games that really – the two series that looks very competitive that I really want to watch is the Nets, the Celtics, and Celtics, Raptors. I feel that Atlanta and Miami, I think Butler's going to walk through that, and I don't feel there's going to be a good competitive advantage with Chicago and Milwaukee, so it's kind of like I can't wait to see them in the second round. Western Conference, almost all those games are exciting. Utah, Mavericks game is, uh, is exciting because you don't have uh, a Luka Doncic. However, the Mavericks are bringing something to the table. And so that's the only reason I'm not talking about Miami. I mean, if you got something to say something about them, hey, I'm all ears. But that, I mean, it, nothing over there.
1: Yeah, yeah they're, they're good. They're worthy of being in the playoffs. There are a lot of teams that would like to be in their position. They're led by Pat Riley and, and Spolster. They have a great culture, great defensive mentality, and defense travels. We know that. So, yeah, we can talk about them, but are they worth talking about? Are they more worth talking about? The- Brooklyn, Celtics, we're talking about the Bucks, and I don't see Miami being on par with any of those teams, let alone any of the teams that we mentioned in, in, the, in the West. But they're worth mentioning. And to your point, uh, Jimmy Butler, a great basketball player, but this is this is all for all the money and a lot would have to happen to me uh for Miami to even scratch the surface of getting back into the championship Uh they did it in the ball and that was a condensed season. That was a different strange atmosphere, but this is two years removed and uh, worth mentioning, but not very much. Fair enough.
0: Fellas, we gave the fans today. We gave them 40 minutes of tape. So we got to close this out because, of course, as we stated, there's some games on tonight. And I'm watching a little bit of this uh, Brooklyn-Boston game, and it's intense, everything we thought it would be. So we got to get the fans back some time. But, fellas, what you got to say for a wrap-up?
1: What you got? Did you throw it to me? If you did, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. I just gonna say, it's been a great show. We enjoy uh, being in front of you, maybe a distraction, maybe you're going through something and life is just not fair, but you take time to listen to us today. And so we wanna say thank you for taking time to listen to us and share with us. We wanna hear what you think, what's going on in your world as, as far as your sports teams. But at the same time, remember that COVID is still out there. So they're talking about dropping the masks and, and everything, but the BA2, the sub-variant, is still proliferating. So please, 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 just be smart. Hand sanitize, good hygiene practices, please, and uh, just take care. Uh, Vic fan uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, he was talking about we want to be able to enjoy the sports atmospheres and venues as fans. And we can't do that with the risk of COVID and at the risk of death because of COVID. So please just be conscientious of your neighbor. We love you. We'll see you next week. And I'm out.
2: Let's remember as fans, yes, we do pay uh, those tickets. You'll see great athletes perform night after night. However, respect the game, respect the players. I mean, that's, that's our obligation. They're going to play hard. And they're going to play some great some great games. And we need to respect the players. And, I mean, all this stuff of, of heckling and throwing ice and beer on players. Yeah, you know, we get caught, as fans, we get caught up in the heat of the moment. But let's maintain a modicum of respect. Respect the game. Respect those that play the game. And do I love all of you. Uh, as as a fellow fan, but look, we got a lot of sports going on right now, and I'm gonna say farewell. Enjoyed being with you tonight, and let's get into some NBA basketball.
0: You know, pops, you talked about it. Respect, 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 respect. Fans, hey, I said I would not do this, and I got one last Laker take. On the heels of respect, you see how much these professional players in the postseason NBA respect the game, 100% effort. You got number eight seeds trying to bring up the number one seed. You watch the intensity of every play. You see the difference of what a Golden State, a Phoenix Suns, a 76ers, and, and, and the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets playing until the end. Those, those teams have some players that said, I don't care what happens, every minute counts. I hope, Lakers, I hope you all are looking at this, because you should be embarrassed to be three future Hall of Famers sitting at home in Cancun, in Mexico, in Bahamas, watching this. I hope you all are taking a note and say, man, someone's coming for our titles. Someone's coming for our legacies. Because if Clay, Steph, and Draymond get another ring, how many is that versus you, LeBron? Have some pride. How many is that versus you, Russell, who has none? AD, you have one. So respect the game, respect the team, Lakers. And that's the last time you're going to hear your name in my mouth for another six months. I don't want to talk about it. And on that note, fans, love y'all. Continue supporting this show. Love the support. We love spending time with football everywhere. Enjoy this basketball season. Enjoy the USFL. That's something you went to. It's football. A lot to talk about. And it's only being started. So again, hit us up on our social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Whatever you have. We love hearing from you. We love chatting with you. Take care. I'm Dr. Steven Kervin III. I'm taking it to the house. And I'm out.